You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Good evening, Stars fans. Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. I am Chris, joined by my brother James tonight. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network and are proudly sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. Go ahead and use that promo code THPN for some free goodies from them. Tonight, the Stars played the Coyotes, and it went about the way you thought it would. Stars win tonight 4 to nothing. the third shutout of the week, and the second by Mr. Jake Ottinger. Hello, James. How did this game go for you? It was great. Nice and relaxing the whole time. It's wonderful. Yeah, for sure. Relaxing the entire time is definitely the right way to put it, because right off the bat, we're just going to get straight into it. Roddick Foxa scores a goal about two and a half minutes into the game. Uh, off of a shot from Gurionov that deflects. He's got a wide open net and he can shoot those. He made it. Yeah. <laughs> One nothing stars right off the bat. Good pressure by that line. That line all night really looked good. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into another goal that they had, but Roddick Foxa, you mean yeah. sopping up gravy, like a big piece of sourdough, like Razor likes to call him. Yeah. I mean, we, we came out really strong and really fast, and the Coyotes looked like a an AHL team in that first period. It looked like a team that was playing in an arena that's smaller than the Texas stars arena. So yeah, totally agree. The stars were beating the coyotes in every single puck battle. It was pretty much about time for the stars to score score. And it was only two and a half minutes into the game, but great pressure, good play by the fourth line. Love to get some depth scoring from them. And like, like I said, again, they were really good all night long. And then right after the Roddick Fox, a goal, a penalty by that coyotes puts us right on the power play. We take almost the entire power play time, I think. I think we had like less than 10 seconds left. And then in a great play, Haskinen to Robertson flying down the wing, chips it in front to Jamie Ben in the slot who deflects it in. Awesome goal by the first power play unit. Yeah. What 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 do you think about it, James? I mean, you you just you're picking apart a, a kind of sad power uh, penalty kill from the Coyotes. I mean, we they were letting us pass all through them and everything. It was it it, it was a little embarrassing to watch, honestly. And that's another thing that was going on all game long. It was honestly a shock that we only scored one power play goal. It was kind of a miracle. I mean, Ingram was pretty bad the entire night, especially on rebound control. Um, but the the penalty kills, he played pretty well. He had a lot of saves when they were down a man. So I guess props him for that. But, I mean, he was not very good overall. Uh, talking about how bad he was, we'll get into Roddick Fox's second goal of the night. Uh, not yeah. sure how many times we can say that. Another rebound off of, uh, what was his name? Connor Ingram. He looked like a trampoline out there. Yeah, especially, especially in the first period. Yeah, especially in the first. It was really, really bad. Everything we shot at him bounced off. And there was one time that we shot it at him and it didn't bounce off. And he was surprised that it didn't bounce off. So yeah, yeah, he was literally <laughs> shocked. He, he was expecting the rebounds to come. And it, it, it was it was pretty, pretty nasty in that first period for Ingram. 
Yeah. So, but yet again, another good goal by the fourth line. I mean, doing what they need to do, scrapping for pucks on the boards, getting it to the point. They get a shot on goal, deflects, and they score. That is the best way for the fourth line to score. That's what we've been talking about pretty much the entire season of trying to get them more offensive production is they need to get the puck to the point and then crash the net. That's exactly what they did tonight. And props to Foxa. I have obviously given him a lot of crap this season, mainly because I think he's overpaid. I still think he's overpaid, but he plays a really vital role in this team as a depth center. I think he's probably one of, if not the best fourth line centers in the league. And he's very consistent night in and night out. I mean, he doesn't lose puck battles. He doesn't play bad on the penalty kill. And he was really good tonight. Uh, I think even his his face-off percentage was, pre- it was pretty good. Yeah. Kind of a bad night for Fox, actually. Yeah. He's only 58%, but he took a lot of draws, too. So props to Roddick Fox. I give him a lot of garbage. I'll take some heat for that. He was very good tonight. I yeah. loved me some Roddick Fox tonight. And honestly, a lot of it is because for playing the Coyotes and the matchup is really, really bad for their for the especially the Coyotes' bottom six. I mean, their first line, honestly, kind of looks scary. And when they're on the ice, they look scary too. But their third and fourth lines, I don't even remember the names of the players on those lines. I can't recall one. 100% and agree. We, we, we just played a full 60-minute game against them. Yeah, speaking of that first line, they started getting a couple of good shifts late in the first period. Kind of brought the shot totals a little bit closer. They uh, ended up after the first 13-17 to 17 for the Dallas Stars. So, obviously, the game plan tonight was to jump on them and end the game early. And, man, I mean, you can't ask for a better first period to start a really long home homestand for the Dallas Stars. And this is exactly what we were doing early in the season. I mean, we were jumping on teams early and, and riding the lead all the way through the rest of the game. And it, it worked all through the beginning of the season, and we're just now starting to get back to that, and it's and it's looking amazing. Yeah, it really is. And it's not just against bad teams either. I mean, we yeah. did the same thing to L.A. and Vegas just this week. And, I mean, we did it to San Jose as well until we blew it. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that's really that that's really what is so strange to me. It's like the Sharks game, we obviously just stopped playing. Yeah, that, that's that's what that was. And it, it obviously it was a huge wake up call because I come back. Play, play the next two games all the way through both our shutouts from two and, different goaltenders. In short term, obviously, there's kind of doom and gloom on on the podcast side on that night, especially when we're staying up late to watch the game. I know Stars fans feel the same way, but it, that might just be the wake-up call you need, really. I mean, yeah. one game like that where you dominate and then try try and take your foot off the gas pedal, just proof that that's not going to work no matter who it's against. That could really be a good thing moving forward, especially yeah. later on in the season when those points matter more and more, especially when you're looking at seeding and stuff. So, honestly, an amazing week for the Stars after what was a very upsetting game. But let's not let's try not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, into the second period, it starts feeling a little bit like the San Jose game. Uh, Coyotes really get going, especially led by those two uh, power plays that they got. They were actually pretty good on them uh like like you said those first line guys are they are solid (laughs) they're first line nhl guys for sure that's really that's kind of the cool thing about the coyotes is you can see their team that they're building like it's going around those guys and it can really be good if they get the right pieces sneak in a first overall pick with Connor bedard i mean it it feels like they're not too far off which is based on those top guys alone and and based on the if you just look at the game tonight i mean our two two of our goals came from our fourth line. I mean, yeah. that that's 
that's obviously the line that never scores for us ever. And it, I mean, they're just able to completely outmatch Arizona's fourth and third lines too. It was, and, it was not even close on those. And that's lines. just our good NHL quality depth against theirs. That is obviously not really NHL caliber. So for sure. agree with that point. Um, but the Coyotes doing very well in this, especially the beginning part of the second period. At one point, the shots were 10 to five for the Coyotes. Um, Helped out then, by by some bad penalties from the Stars. Bad Taking penalties, some bad penalties. And a weak call. I mean, I'll say the Colin Miller trip was pretty soft, but yeah, whatever. Um, and then all that's kind of flipped on his head by a great shift by the second line. Uh, Johnston, Ben, and... Uh, it always Markman. changes. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, no, it's Delanger right it's now. It's yeah, Delanger Delanger right okay. now. <laughs> Thank you. Um. But yeah, a great a deflection goal, just like Jamie got on the power play in the first period. Johnson does the same thing with, honestly, a disgusting deflection into the top right corner off of a great feed from Haskinen. Haskinen quietly had another great game, which we don't talk about Haskinen's offensive side enough, but he is fantastic. 32 assists on the season tonight. Yeah, I think, he, I think he has seven or eight in the last five games, too. So he's, he's been, been, he's been electric recently. Yeah, and especially this one, this primary assist is just... Yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> it is so good. Um, and that that really ices the game right there. I mean, all the momentum that the Coyotes had flipped on its head. AAC's rocking again. Stars pound the second period. Uh, they mm-hmm. actually rally back and bring the shot totals all the way back from, from 10 to 5 to 11 to 10. Yeah. So, and great. And honestly, that, that even iced the third for me, too. I mean, the, the third was Absolutely. just more the end of the second. Yeah, it, so, it was. It was still both ways. There were chances, but it was more the stars controlling than anything. Yeah. And controlling is the word I was going to use too. I mean, it was, it was good lockdown defense by the stars. They got a couple of odd chances, like, like the hail Mary pass over the head for the break. That was crazy. That was a great pass. by the Amazing pass. Kind of lucky too, though, to be fair. I mean, the puck just sat down pretty crazy, but all in all a great third period to, by the stars to really just close it down. I mean, no real pressure either direction stars kept stars. Didn't take their foot off the gas. Still. They, they ended the third period mostly in the coyote zone as shown by the shot totals. They end the third period 12 to nine in Dallas's favor. And when uh, Ottinger gets another shutout this week, another zero to four game for the stars, the third shutout of the week, and who I didn't talk about enough in the first half of the second period, Jay Gottinger is the only reason it was scoreless this game. He, the second period, there was a ton of chances. He stopped every single one, yeah. especially on the power plays. He was fantastic. Yeah. Completely and like, like, like we said, that's, that's really all chances from the Coyotes first line. And they're terrifying. It was, it was amazing that they didn't score tonight. Yeah, it really was. And if you think about it, it's a huge moment in the game. I mean, early in the second period, that first power play was at the four minute mark. They get a goal there, one to three. It's a game again. I mean, three nothing after that, it feels like, okay, we're just going to go through the motions. It's a game if they score that goal there. And Ottinger just builds a wall and no goals were allowed tonight. So he was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, it, it's a big moment in the game that's not really mentioned because it's a shutout. It feels like, oh, the Stars just blew out a bad team. Ottinger had to be good in this game, and he was, and, yeah. and he was again. And like we said with, like, the Sharks game, it started to feel like the Sharks game. This is 
where Otter didn't get a couple of those saves in the Sharks game. We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't expect him to get the saves, but when you get a game like this and he makes the saves, it's it, the rest of the game's easy. Yeah, and, and that's why goaltending is the most important position in hockey. I mean, all the momentum is in Arizona favor, and if they just get the one goal, you feel like the flood's going to happen, and it, if the goaltender doesn't allow it, he'd change the game at that moment, for sure. So it, it having Jake Ottinger is completely indispensable. Um. Let's just go into some some what happened tonight, James. We kind of mentioned it in the intro, I think, but what do you think was the was the big turning point for this game? I don't know exactly what the turning point was, but I know we definitely just outskilled the other team. I mean, it wasn't it I, obviously first line on first line. It's honestly pretty close, but mm-hmm. after after Arizona's first line, there's like it feels like they have nothing, man. I mean, even even their goaltending was was atrocious in the first period so yeah, agreed and it wasn't the stopping pucks thing it was really just the rebounds the rebounds were atrocious i mean yeah there was a blocker save at one point that like every single time every goalie in the league just punches it out of play and it he just punched it to the corner and we kept going like the uh minute 45 pressure we had on i think the fourth power play we had at the game or maybe the third the, the goalie just couldn't hold on to the puck i mean it wasn't like the stars were doing anything different the goalie just couldn't hold it so definitely agree there uh, the biggest thing for me, I agree. We did outskill them. It's still Jake Ottinger. I mean, it's not for sure that the Coyotes come back in this game if they score one of the one or two of those goals in the second period. But we don't even have to wonder about it now because Ottinger stopped all of them. <laughs> so he 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 kept the game out of reach for the Arizona Coyotes and made sure that it was that relaxing, carefree game. Yeah. So it, he, me, he's, he's the big key for me. To me, this was really finally breaking out of the the Rangers into the game loss that we were kind of, that kind of loomed over us for a week or two. I mean, we, we went 500 still over the past two weeks, but we were, we were still kind of slipping. And that, I think that's why the Sharks game felt so important to us. Cause we, we had such a great game with Vegas and shutting them down completely. And then we go to the Sharks and it looks like it's about to be the same thing. And then we hand it right back to them. So it's nice that, that now now it's three shutouts in the last four games that you're you can completely throw away the sharks game now absolutely and and three shutouts with four goals in each game too it's not like we're just squeaking by and our goalie saving us it's a complete team effort with outstanding goaltending is what it is and to have in that's what it felt like the week before the new york rangers game that happened it felt like just everything was clicking and it feels like all right don't worry about the sharks game Everything's clicking again. We're still good. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to one hundred percent download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use the promo code thpn new customers can bet five dollars on the nfl divisional round and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook with code thpn minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details so we got to keep that rolling and like i mentioned uh earlier Long homestand for the Stars. So we got three more Finally. games in this homestand. <laughs> yeah. 
we had we were the second most away games in the league for for a team. So yeah, crazy. So we have three more home games in this homestand, then a week and a half long break for the All Star, the All Star game, which is super exciting. I love the All Star game; it's my favorite time of the year. And then after the All Star game, we have another four game homestand, um, and some pretty some pretty big games coming up here too. We have Buffalo coming into AAC, um, not doing as good as people thought they would do. But They're doing pretty good still, honestly. Still doing pretty good. Yeah, I agree. But then Carolina and New Jersey are the ones that I'm for sure circling. Carolina has just been on fire lately. New Jersey uh, is holding on to – so they had a crazy start, and I kind of figured they would start falling off, and they're really not. They're they, just, now they've gotten into their consistent flow of what, what's going to be normal for them, I feel like. Yeah, it, it really was their crazy start, which is why they're so high, I think the Rangers probably would be over them if they were playing the way they were now the entire season. But yeah. the start was just so insane that they're just going to sit up there the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, agreed. So next week, pretty big games, get some good Eastern Conference teams. Uh, stars are pretty good against them, though. Um, I got to have ourselves again. We got one more segment. So Go the, nice, the nice thing about the rest of the schedule that we have is that we're playing – Vancouver three times still and Chicago three times. And we have two more games against Arizona. So we have a lot of games against easier teams still. So we can really start pushing here in, in the second half of the season when we had honestly a pretty tough first half of the season schedule wise. And we're, we're still sitting high 600 points percentage. And first in the Western conference. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to say the thing that we are pushing for right now is to remain first in the Western conference. Yeah. That is so awesome. Um, segment I skipped biggest winners, biggest losers, James, since I am hosting tonight, you are going to do biggest winner first. Uh, biggest winner. I, I'm going to take the easy one. Jake Ottinger. He's, he's ridiculous, dude. Two shutouts in, in the week. Both were honestly really, really impressive again mm -hmm. against, uh, the golden Knights was Awesome because they have a lot. It's it's a lot harder to do a shutout against that team. But tonight's still even. I mean that he doesn't let the Coyotes first line get anything. Yeah. Especially the when they completely. had a really good push. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like the Vegas Golden Knights game there wasn't as an extended push as there was in this one. And this one, the first ten minutes of the second period, Ottinger was holding on and he kept us in the game at that point. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, I'll take the swallow my pride pick, Roderick Foxa, multi goal night. Awesome for him. Totally deserves it. I mean, that guy, even if I don't like how much he gets paid, it's obvious how hard he works. He works his butt off for this team. He's a Dallas Stars player through and through. I mean, he, he is like one of the centerpieces of this team, I feel like. He's, he's some heart of the team. So he definitely deserves that, and it's good to see him get rewarded for what he does. Um, Biggest losers. James, go ahead. The Coyotes. The Coyotes. <laughs> they the, did the lose. The entire team. But, like, they're, it, they're obviously tanking right now. Like, it, it's it's pretty obvious. Yeah. It, they're not, it feels like they're not even trying to hide it. They're not even starting Vimelka anymore, who was doing good. They're like, no, we can't win games. We can't start him. They just leave Ingram in for the whole game, even though he lets in three in the first, like, seven shots or something like that. Okay whatever <laughs> you do up, what you do <laughs> i can bring up an interesting wednesday night topic about because like you said the There's... goalie the goalie changes that they're doing right now 
They're trying to trade Milka too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty obvious what's happening, and I'm not so sure that that's awesome for hockey. It's not. There's multiple teams doing it. Yeah, too. and that's, that's the, the thing. It's a race. Thing. It's a race right now to the bottom, just because of how good the top guy is in the upcoming draft. And I feel Which like I I understand completely, <laughs> but it would be so much funnier if none of them get it anyway. <laughs> That would be hilarious, and I think the draft does help that. But man, it—I don't know. It's—it's not—it's not a good, not a good look for the NHL, in my opinion. Um, biggest loser for me, I'm gonna go with kind of a weird one. I'm gonna say, um, oh, I lost him, Gurionov. So, Gurionov actually looked really good tonight, in my opinion. I thought he played very well. Um. But my thought that I had after the second goal that he had, uh, or after the first goal that he had the assist on, I think, right? Yeah, the first goal he had the assist on, I was like, hmm, maybe he's playing better because Rope is coming back soon and someone's going to have to come out of the lineup. <laughs> and so, he still got beat by Olsen tonight. Olsen had two points. <laughs> Olsen did have two points. Did he? He did. No, I'm pretty I think, sure. I think they took an assist away from him. It looks like they were both one for one. So, Oh, sad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, so yeah, Gurionov, we'll see who comes out when yeah. Rope comes back. By That's... the way, I didn't mention this at the start of the podcast. Rope hints uh took morning skate, did not take warm-ups. Uh, so you gotta think probably back for Buffalo. If not, then for sure Carolina. That's uh one other thing I wanted to mention about was Gurionov. I think he's kind of starting to find his role on that fourth line. I mean, we saw it a couple of times, they just threw it up. And up mm-hmm. the ice and he would and just, he just skate as fast as he could and he went and got the puck it was like three or four different times and he drew yeah, i think he drew two penalties tonight doing that too i mean he it was at least one that i that i can recall clearly but he he is using his speed on that fourth line and it, it was working tonight that's why the fourth line was able to get into the zone and start the four check as well as they did and they ended up with two two goals for the fourth line yep absolutely agree so that's all I had for tonight's game, but I had an interesting point that I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit since we were robbed of a Wednesday night episode. Um, with Rope Hints coming back and Tyler Sagan doing so good in that first line center spot, what do you think happens? Especially, I'm going to set it Rope up even a little bit more. Wait. So, so Marchment and Gurionov are really struggling right now. And in the preseason, we saw the line Marchment, Gurionov, Rope. And they were fantastic. And no one could stop talking about it. And when Robertson not signed yet, everyone was like, oh, this might be the first line. It, it feels like that could be a thing that could get both those guys going. And the thing is, if it works, you're a genius. Because you have three super good lines that can score at any moment. And if it doesn't work, you're an idiot because you broke up the best line in the NHL. <laughs> so... I'm glad, any chance that, I'm glad that I'm not I'm glad I'm not making that call <laughs> I mean like honestly there there's I think what's going to happen is that Hens is going to go back on the first line I, I that's what I believe that's is going to happen line. and Sagan's going to go back down to the third line and I don't know we might see him with someone else I don't know maybe we'll see I think Gurionov will probably stay on the fourth line that I am fairly certain of it looks like he's he's doing well with foxer right now foxer seems to just be flipping it up to him every time it seems like they got something going there and that they're both skating hard i mean even foxer tonight 
skated around a couple of people after seeing Gurionov do it a couple of times. So I, I just, I, I think we're back to the same question on the third line of who, who are you really going to put there? Yeah, I, I agree. It is, I, I would say 90% likely that Rupe Hans is just going to go right back to his spot because don't mess with the clock if it's not broken. I mean, and, and honestly, it, he, it he no deserves, good. he deserves that spot. He too. deserves the spot too. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. But if it works, the upside is just so the the thought that we have that we needed another top six forward is gone. I mean, you don't need it anymore if that if that works. So it's just ooh, man, are are, are we gonna is is DeBoer feeling feeling lucky? Is he feeling lucky? Is is gonna be the big question. It would be really interesting to see at least for a period, in my opinion. I would really I really want that to work, and I feel like if that happens, it would be amazing. But obviously, I I don't think it is strictly the correct decision. Um, what do you think? So, uh, assuming that that's off the table, Rope is on the first line. So, is Kibi Ranta going to move up to that third line spot with Sagan and Marchman? Do you think? I think so. I mean, he was playing there before Hintz uh, got hurt and he's moved out. I think he probably stays there. I don't think he's doing a bad job on that line either. He's starting. He's starting to try to make skilled plays, which is kind of a kind of a. A cool thing to me because it's not something that we would ever see him try on the fourth line if he stayed there yeah. so we're seeing him try to try to skate around people and stick handle and make good passes and i i not sure if any of that is starting to help in actual chances and goal scoring but it's nice to see him trying it instead of like what we were getting from gurry and marchment which was they were just kind of skating on that line it felt like yep Agreed. All right. Well, interesting things to look at uh, for Monday night's game against Buffalo. We'll see what happens when Rope comes back. It's I will be checking Twitter constantly that day if he's back in to see what the lines are going to look like because, man, that'll be fun. Um, anything else that you have for tonight's game, James? Well, if we want to talk about an interesting stat line for Monday's game real quick. Go ahead. So the Buffalo Sabres are actually better in goals for overall per game than the stars are by one spot. So the stars, I think are third. They are second. The interesting stat is that they are 23rd in goals against. So I would expect an extremely high scoring game on Monday. So that should be really fun to watch. So take the over DraftKings, THPN, go ahead and use that promo code. Take the over. James is telling you that it's for sure going to win. This is financial advice. Please take it. Um, (laughs) That was a joke. Please don't sue us. Tonight's game, Stars win, 4 to nothing. Third shutout of the week. Second shutout of the week for Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger also tied for second in the league in shutouts with four on the year. Win, win a lot more one-goal games. Fantastic. Um, Stars will be back at home against Buffalo on Monday night at, I believe, 7. Um, for James, I'm Chris. We'll see you on the flip side. GG boys, beat the Sabres.